This is a Live Well Talk on the COVID vaccine. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unity Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. COVID-19 vaccines continue to be in the headlines and should be available to certain high-risk populations very soon. In today's COVID-19 update, I'll give you the, all the latest info we have on the vaccine. Today's podcast is being recorded at 3.30 p.m. on Tuesday, December 8th. I wanted to cover the vaccine today, as well as the possibility of a post-Thanksgiving surge. But the the vaccine uh, is in the process of being approved by the Food and Drug Administration. They meet on Thursday, and we could have doses available to go as soon as December 13th. I get a lot of questions about the vaccine. I think there's a lot of myth. Uh, and uh, conspiracies about the uh, vaccine and the fact that it was uh, developed so fast. But I actually was reading about the development, and what they really did is rather than doing things in chronological order they normally do that are somewhat related, the things they could do at the same time, they did at the same time, so more in a parallel process. That that allowed the vaccine to become available uh, faster uh, than what would normally be expected. The numbers from Pfizer are impressive as far as efficacy, uh, and that will be that is probably the the one item that I'm the least sure of, and that is the ability for this vaccine to be 95% efficacious. But uh, let's hope for the best. That would be truly uh, if the vaccine has that degree of efficacy uh, and prolonged immunity, then this is the beginning of the end for the pandemic. But with all vaccines, there is a concern of side effects. Uh, The side effects at this short-term side effects of the COVID vaccine are uh, patients may develop a low-grade fever and some myalgias for 24 hours following uh, the vaccine, but nothing that is sustained. Uh, The patients uh, sometimes can have a headache after receiving a vaccine like this, but Again, nothing that is sustained or would uh, typically result in someone uh, being seen by a physician uh, or clinician. Uh, Long-term side effects, not really established at this time uh, because we haven't had it for long-term. So that's difficult to say. Most vaccines cause concerns within 30 days if they're going to cause a concern. So this vaccine has been around long enough that that 30-day concern is minimized uh, short-term side effects. Long-term side effects, difficult to say at this time. There is a population of people that believe vaccines are harmful to begin with and that they may cause autism and they may have uh, mercury in them. I I do not. I support vaccinations and vaccines. Vaccines, I mean, you have the moon landing and you have the development of vaccines. Those are probably two of the most uh, significant achievement of mankind in history. And so the uh, anyone to have a fear of the vaccine from some sort of globalist agenda to curtail the population or cause sterility, uh, that is uh, simply conspiracy. For example, I'm going to get the vaccine um, and uh, I'm going to recommend that my wife and uh, two daughters also get the vaccine. It really could possibly mark the beginning of the end for uh, the pandemic. The vaccine that we'll receive first here at St. Luke's will be the Pfizer product, which has to be super cooled, and we do have the facility to store that. We will be giving the vaccinations most likely in the heart center and more to follow this week yet on detailing how 
associates would get signed up for that as well as uh, physicians in the general uh, public at some juncture. We have taken, from, from my position as chief medical officer, I have stratified the physicians and I've broken down into four categories and I think we'll probably use the same with nursing uh, and hospital associates. And the first category, which has the highest risk, is going to be uh, staff and physicians that have greater than 15 minutes of face-to-face contact with patients that have known COVID disease. Then high risk, the next tier, would be face-to-face contact uh, with patients that have an unknown status as far as their COVID, which would be the first encounter in the emergency room, perhaps some of the OR team, uh, that then now you're getting into these patients are unknown. The moderate risk will be having less than 15 minutes patient care contact uh, at a time with positive, known or unknown. That uh, will help give some direction and then uh, supplemental, uh, supplementary status would be uh, that you're employed in the hospital and the hospital is a, a risk environment because we have COVID patients here. We're still developing that uh, that strategy and that stratification. Uh, I anticipate some changes, but we uh, should have a, a working product by the end of the week to distribute and give some idea of when nursing staff and physicians will receive the vaccine, as well as hospital associates and, and laboratory staff, radiology staff, EKG tax, respiratory therapy. These people are all in the front line and they need the vaccine as soon as we can give it when we have it available which as I said, maybe as early as doses may be ready to go as early as next week. The vaccine that, as I said, the Pfizer dose that we're, that has to be super cool, we are receiving that, but also it is a two vaccination uh, series uh, separated by 21 days. Uh, and that uh, uh, is uh, common with some vaccines. The Moderna product is separated by 28 days, but they're both two, uh, two shot series. Uh, so it is important to get that second shot and they're not interchangeable. You can't get Pfizer for one and Moderna for the other. That is uh, not advisable. As I've stated earlier in the podcast, I, I really do think this potentially could be the beginning of the end uh, for the pandemic with the vaccine rolling out uh, by the end of the year and into the early of 2021. We've not seen a flu uh, case yet here at St. Luke's as of today, December 8th. Uh, I think there's one in Southwest Iowa, maybe, is the only one that I saw in the state report last week. I think part of this is just the natural variation in the flu cycle. We've had years where we didn't start masking until uh, January. We've had other years where we masked in October or the first week in November. So it does vary year to year, but I think part of the, uh, not think, I feel very confident that the social distancing and masking uh, and being uh, aware of uh, social distancing and crowded gatherings is reducing the transmission of influenza this year. So that's that's always a, a good thing. In regards to social distancing and masking and reduction in transmission, uh, the suspicion is there might be a spike of uh, cases after uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. And I'm I'm not confident that will happen. And let me tell you my reasoning behind that. One, the the super spreader events here in the United States have been mainly weddings, uh, a situation where several hundred people are in a, a building that uh, is smaller with poor ventilation. Your typical household contact uh, or transmission uh, is considered quite low for asymptomatic based upon a recent study from China. 
So I, I, I don't know if we'll see the, the spike that we had. That being said, we will be ready for it if indeed it does uh, present. Thank you for listening today. Today's COVID-19 vaccine update podcast for the most up-to-date information on COVID-19. Visit our website at unitypoint.org or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's website at cdc.gov. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.